One of the most overlooked skills when it comes to sales and closing deals is the ability to make people laugh. This is one of the things where magic really does happen when you're in the sales process, and it can make your closing process so much easier. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, I'm coming to you live from my studio. I figured it'd be a good day to talk about humor. Of all the things that you could talk about in the world of sales, this is one of my favorite. This is my absolutely one of the best things to talk about. I'm excited about this episode, and I'm happy to be able to share some insider secrets with you from me writing with some of the best closers I've ever met. One of the things that happens is when you go out to close a deal and you go out to meet with a buyer, they have a preconceived notion of what you are going to be like. And there's all sorts of nervous energy, you know, in their mind, they're sitting here thinking, okay, I've heard all the stories about what the salespeople are like. And I've heard all the horror stories, you know, just please today, please today, as I'm on my way to go buy my widget or gizmo, or as the sales guy is coming here to meet with me, please do not be some stuffed shirt jerk who's just mean. And all he wants to do is close deals and your buyer whatever industry you're in is looking for someone different than everybody else. You're looking for somebody who stands out, not just in skills, not just in capabilities, but also in like other things like humor. There's people in the office and they've got to buy a widget or gizmo. And they're like, the boss made me get an RFP and go out and get ready and get this proposal. And I really don't want to do it. And then you combine that with like, I don't want to really want to meet with salespeople. You get the the person who's just not really excited about the sales process. And then, you know, you get a salesperson who just has like no personality or all they're worried about is like ABC, always be closing. I'm going to use some old school sales strategies and tactics on this person. And gosh, darn it, they're going to buy from me. Well, if you're like that, it shows that you're a one dimensional salesperson. It means like you've got one thing on your mind. The only thing you could talk about is closing. So we all have a friend. We all know somebody and all they could talk about is their favorite team. They've got a team. They got a football team. And that's all they talk about was an event, a play, a time that the team went to a big game or if there was a playoff. That's all they, they've got like nothing else to fall back on. It's just their one memory. And you're like, please don't tell me the touchdown story. I just I don't want to hear it. Okay. And so like sometimes real deal when I ride with salespeople. There are people that I ride with that are very one dimensional. They're trying, they're brand new, they're struggling, they need some help and they need some coaching. And they're like, sometimes I, I ride with people who've been in sales forever and they're like mediocre. Like they don't understand this concept. They, they just like, you know what? I've got a task to do. You want me to show up to the appointment? You want me to give a presentation? I'm going to do it. Like the real deal is they're not really ever going to be exceptional. And in their mind, they're like, you know what? I'm okay with that. I make 60 grand a year. I make 80 grand a year. I make a hundred grand a year. And there's probably somebody in your office that's just like this. When you look at them and you're like, man, like you could be doing so much more. Like they're just happy where they're at. 
Like that's it. That's all they are ever going to be. And it's not me knocking against them. It's not me being mean. It's just a statement. That is who they're is. They are. They're not ever going to change. So here's a couple of things for you to know. One, people want to be entertained. They, they want to see something entertaining. It doesn't have to necessarily be funny, but like think about the last couple of sales presentations that you had to sit through. You're like, oh my goodness, I would rather slice the tip off my left finger than have to sit through this. Well, if somebody has to sit through that, like it's painful, it's painful. And like, you know, you've been there and I've been there. The, the, the people who are being presented to, they're not paying attention. They're like, hey, can we just get to the price? There's nothing engaging about the conversation. It's just, it is what it is. What is really cool is humor is contagious. When people are around other people who are funny, like all of a sudden now they want to be funny too. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you do. It becomes like a one-upmanship. It becomes like this contest of like, you tell me a joke. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a joke. Oh, you got a zinging one-liner? I got a zinging one-liner. You had a crazy experience. I had a crazy experience. And the cool thing is it's an awesome way to build rapport. It is a hidden way to build rapport is through humor. Laughing, when whenever you're laughing, it just seems to speed up time. There's something about having fun that you're like, whoa, that was quick. Or, whoa, that wasn't too painful. I used to spend a ton of times at stand-up comedy clubs. There is a place here in Sacramento that's in uh, Old Sac. And I knew the owner after visiting. Like, I was there every weekend. And it was just one of those things. Like, there, I had this thing where I wanted to do stand-up comedy. And I had this thing where I was like, you know what? If this is what I want to do, I better go to the event. I better go see some comedians. I better go improve my skill. I better go do what needs to be done. And I would, I would go to these events and I would, you know, the a show, the 10 o'clock show would usually be over at 1130. And like with the funny comedians, you'd be like, oh my goodness, what happened? Time just flew. And with the horrible comedians, it was like time was dragging on. Like, oh my goodness. I remember one show that felt like four hours and the comedian really turned on the crowd. You know, salespeople do the same thing. So you say, hey, Scott, great. Thanks. I get it. I got to be funny. But, you know, I don't really have a funny bone in my body or I need to develop my skill. What can I do to get better? Well, the first thing is you can go watch stand-up comedy live. Yes, I know you can get video. Yes, I know you can download it. You could stream it. You could go to the YouTube. But there's something, there's a, there's a feeling that you get from being live in an audience that you're not going to ever be able to duplicate being on your couch. And, you know, sometimes it may cost you 30, 40, 50 bucks, whatever it costs for drinks to go watch a stand-up comedy show. But there's a lot for you to, to gain. There's a lot for you to learn. There's a lot for you to pick up. You know, you, you're going you're gonna to feel like when there's tension in a crowd and you're going to be with a masterful comedian and that comedian's going to tell a joke and like everything's going to get better. And you'll be like, I thought that everybody was, the crowd was about to turn on that comedian and everything got better. Like you really want to be part of that in real life. You want to know that feeling. You want to know what those tensions are. So like if you're with somebody and you're in a presentation and the tension is wrong, you know, roughly where you're at, you know, what's going on. You know that like, okay, I kind of went too far. I said the wrong thing. Like, this is me. Like I am raising my hand. I'm raising both my hands right now. Like, Hey, I have done this. I have screwed up. I have gone too far. Mr. Funny Bones, which was me, went too far, caused some problems, ended up with some complaints. Okay. So with this, you, two, you want to take improv classes. 
Next on the list, take improv classes. There's really cool things that you can learn about improv. And I promise you, there's going to be a time when you're in a sales presentation and something gets said and you're like, oh, like, what do I do? How do I cover this? You just continue on like you, they teach in improv, like, yes, and here we go. I'm just going to add to the conversation. Nothing weird about it. Doesn't matter what's going on. And you're going to see that there's ebbs and flows in the conversation. There's going to be points where you can throw a zinger. You could throw a one-liner in there where you could make it funny, where you could alleviate some tension. Next on the list, you could try stand-up. Like, you know, stand-up comedy for people who are brand new, you're not supposed to be one of the best comedians. You're supposed to be brand new and you're supposed to struggle and it's supposed to be tough. And it's just like being in sales. I mean, there are comedy coaches, there's comedy training, there's slumps in the in the comedy world, just like there's slumps in the sales process. And sometimes a comedian will have a good show and sometimes it'll be horrible. You know, there was a really famous comedian that came to Sacramento and I really wanted to see him and I really loved his content. I still do love his content. And I bought tickets to both events. I bought a ticket to the eight o'clock show and I bought a ticket to the late show. I think it was 1030 or 11. And bombed, absolutely bombed at the eight o'clock show, did horrible, was not good and was able to loosen up and was able to, to be fantastic in the next show. And if I would have just seen him one time at one event, I would have had a bad opinion. But the second one was like, okay, same jokes, different crowd. How many times has that happened in the world of sales that you give the same exact process? It's not a sales call, it's a performance. You give the same exact process, you know, one way and it works in one place, but it doesn't work in another. You can associate with funny people. There's something about being around funny people that makes you want to be funny, that makes you want to be like, okay, this is going to bring out the best in me. And so like, you know, people say, hey, well, Scott, like, okay, I get it. Go watch stand-up comedy, uh, do some improv classes, be around funny people. Is that it? No. Like, you're going to have to start somewhere. You're going to have to start with like one-liners. The thing about one-liners is there is timing involved in one-liners, just like there's timing involved in the sales process. And then from one-liners, you move up to dad jokes. You know, they're the, the goofy, corny jokes. And what you're learning is to milk the crowd. What you're learning is to read the cues of the people around you. And this is something that I can't really teach you in an episode of the How to Sell show, but it's something that you got to learn on your own. And it's one of those cool things that if you have this skill, most salespeople can't duplicate this. Like the best closers that I know, they have so many dimensions to them. They're, they're serious when they need to be. They're funny when they need to be. They're serious when they need to be. And then like next thing you know, they're factual. And then ha ha ha, you made it funny and pulled all the tension out. Like there's this ebb and flow of like, okay, we got stuff to talk about. Let's talk about business. We're done talking about business. Here, have a joke. What it isn't is a live stand-up show 100% of the time. And what will happen is if you input too much comedy into your sales presentation, the people are not going to take you serious enough. So there is a point where you can go too far. And that is one of the dangers. Not knowing when to turn it off. I've had people talk with me and deal with me when I didn't want a joke. So I had to have some surgery on my stomach. Okay, so I had uh, an abdominal hernia. Don't know how I got it. Not really very interesting to you, but there was some joking going on in the room and I'm about to be put under and I'm scared of needles, like real deal. I'm a big dude. I am deathly afraid of needles. I'm scared of needles. I don't like doctors. And there was way too much joking for, for, for me and my, and my feelings and my emotions. I'm about to be put under, which I've never been done before. And there's a lot of joking going around the room and it just really stressed me out. So it was 
fine up until a point. So you got to read the cues of the people around you. If all of a sudden things dry up and it's not funny anymore, you've, you might've gone too far or you've broached the wrong topic. You know, what's really weird is, um, sometimes people only want to be funny, but they don't want you to be funny. And there's a lesson from this in the dating world in, you know, as a single dude, I I'm on the apps and I, I read profiles and I, and I look at the, the women that are available out there in the marketplace. And sometimes women will be like, I'm a sassy chick. And so like, if I chat them up and I say, okay, what kind of sassy chick are you? Are you a sassy chick that likes sassy back? Or are you a sassy chick that like, you're the only one that gets to be sassy. And I will tell you about 50% of the time, they'll be like, uh, no, you don't get to be sassy with me. I get to be sassy by myself. Now, the way this relates to the world of sales is sometimes when you get your buyer going and they think like, ha, 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 it's time to be funny, it edges you out. It's no longer time for you to be funny. Now it's time for them to be funny. They're the spotlight. Now you got to laugh at their weird jokes and at their unusual situations. Ha, ha, ha. You know, and then when you take over and you're like, no, 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 me funny too. It's time for me to get you laugh. Uh, nope. No more Mr. Chuckle Monkey for you. They get mad. They get angry. And then they, they're like, all right, we're done here. And it'll it, like the weird thing is, oh my goodness, this is weird. It'll turn on a dime. It will turn on a freaking dime. You'll be like, whoa, what just happened? It was cool until a point. Nope. Not any good. One of the cases you got to pay attention to is a case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And this happens uh, as you're developing the skill to get people to laugh. And what happens is like you're Mr. Fun or Miss Fun until the point where you got to close. And then like now you're somebody else. You went from ha ha ha, me funny, you laugh at me to like now we got to close a deal and we're super serious. So it's like, um, it's an undeveloped skill. It's like, uh, like you don't have a hundred percent of the skill that you need. So you're only able to turn it on so far. So like the needle only moves so far when you're having the conversation. And I will tell you that, uh, being in as many sales presentations that I've had, uh, you gotta be very careful about a couple of topics. One politics, even, even if, even if that person believes in the same politics as you, I promise you, you are going to say something crazy, right? You are going to go way too far. And especially because like what happens, you get egged on. Like you're like, ha ha, I got to laugh out of that. I'm going to escalate a little bit more. Ha ha ha, got to laugh out of that. I'm going to, I'm going to escalate a little bit more. And the next thing you know is you're standing there and it's like, they're throwing rotten tomatoes at you. Two, religion. You know, even if you're in the same flavor of religion, the, like, I've seen too many times where salespeople laugh, joke, ha, 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 politics, ooh, not good. Religion, ooh, not good. And then, you know, there's other topics that you just got to really be aware of and be smart about. You know, uh, pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention to the person that you're with. And and know that, you know, there is a point where you can go too far. Now, I will I will give you the secret of knowing when you may be going too far. There's a difference between like a laugh, like, ah, ha, ha. It's hilarious. I love it. And <laughs> if you start getting <laughs> like uh, almost like the the stone Beavis and Butthead laugh, like you've kind of worn out your welcome on the funny and it's time to not get super serious, but to get back to what you were there for. One of the coolest things that you can do is develop your, your skills to be funny in a sales presentation. 
Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.